levels. Levels. Level Zone. body cavity. Sur- oh, wait, we're recording. <laughs> we are recording your body, body cavity, cavity level. Le- bo- okay. Hello, y'all. How are you gentlemen doing? Rubber baby buggy <laughs> bumpers. And Rob is warming up. Up. Okay. Well, here we are. Welcome to, uh... If you haven't figured it out by now, you are listening to the Gimme 5 Podcast. Episode 234, Side A. This is the Gimme Five Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. Not for me this week, but generally very entertaining things. This is, uh, are we doing a side B this week? Have we talked about that? Uh, We are currently on hold with side B because I am busy as hell. Okay, so this is a side A episode, and it is also the non-side B episode because we're not doing it this week. But we are definitely going to talk about pop culture, some entertainment news. I got a movie I'm going to talk about. Uh, we've got a Netflix show. Rob's going to talk about a, uh, video game, right? Yep. All right. There's a interesting Florida story and, uh, whatever else caught our eye. My name is Larry and I'm joined by Curly. Hey, Mo. And Mo. The wise guy. <laughs> Worst three Stooges impression <laughs> ever. <clears throat> And as mentioned before the show, a special guest appearance by Omar's mom. <laughs> Apparently so. So that's going to be a thing. All right. So <laughs> How many Stooges were there? I think there was like five. There was Shemp. No, four. Because Shemp is the only other one I can think of. I think there were, there were five. There were and five? I think there were. There may have been more than that, like a, a one-time replacement or something. But yeah, there was the original three were Larry, Moe, and Shemp. Shemp was replaced by Curly, and Curly was replaced by Curly Joe. Curly Shemp was replaced was repl- by Shemp briefly. I thought Curly was first, and then Curly Shemp. Joe replaced. Yeah. So it's basically like the Wu Tang Clan. Oh, There's and like then a bunch of different members. Shemp was replaced by Old Dirty Bastard. Yes. Got it. Yes. Okay. That's a good little okay. And then he was replaced by Iggy Pop. Because that's another Stooges reference. <laughs> You're and welcome. Iggy Azalea. <laughs> okay. Um, People that listen to our podcast, listen to our podcast for undeniable fact. Right. We only deal in fact. There's no... Um, what are we going to do this week? We're talking about... Um, we're going to talk about Kate Beckinsale literally throwing babies in the action flick Jolt. Uh, the Netflix horror series. Would you call it horror? It's horror, right? Horror suspense. Horror suspense. Um, yeah. The series Archive 81, which I've started watching. And... Didn't we already do that? Which one? Archive 81? No. I... 
I'm remembering a conversation that happened before the Stooges where you asked what I was doing a video game, and I said yes. Didn't we already say what we were doing? Yeah, he, he had added that in our vague, uh, where you're going to do movies, et cetera, et cetera. But I didn't say, yeah, 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 exactly. What's the name? I don't, said, I don't have it. He just what? said, I've got a movie this week. He didn't say which movie. Right, we didn't get into it. I was just, again. I was just warming up the crowd, <laughs> if you will. What's the name of the video you game you played? I forgot what it's called. Elden Ring. Elden Ring. He was teasing, like the dirty whore that he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of dirty whore, Greg, anything about spoilers? Okay. <laughs> Perfect segue. <laughs> Me being a dirty whore, not a spoiler. Uh, but we might spoil some stuff. I am going to be the one primarily talking about Archive 81, and I don't think I'm going to spoil it too much because there are some, some chills moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but those, those moments start happening around episode four. I will so. wait till the summer to watch it. Why summer? Because oh, of chills. Oh, come on, Omar. Wake up. <laughs> no, no, no. That wasn't your fault, I, Omar. <laughs> no, it was. That was a good I, one. Rob, I, that was good. I love and appreciate that you thought it was, though. Uh, it was yeah, good. No. It was not. Okay. Don't encourage him. <sighs> okay. uh, call a deer with no eyes. What? No idea. <laughs> okay, that one's actually good. It is good, and I walked right into it because it's like the fifth time he's told me that one. You call a deer with no eyes and no legs. What? Still no idea. Still no idea. Oh my god. <sighs> okay. Uh, spoilers. Yeah. Uh, we are not going to get any more entertaining than you just heard, <laughs> but <laughs> keep listening and. <laughs> That's very true. Uh-oh. Maybe we'll be we'll describe something that you want to see, and uh, if we do happen to spoil it along the way, then we're sorry, but not nearly as sorry as I am for those jokes that you just heard. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I've got some. There's some interesting news. There's a. There's. A big, sort of big news story, and then I've got a little bunch of little blurbs. Greg, you want to do the the bigger story first? Yeah, well, I don't know how big it is. It's big for it's us. It's big for you and I and other did. people who are... Yeah. Rob's so, on roll tonight. Mark... <laughs> Mark Lanigan, he was the lead singer of the Screaming Trees and one of the members of Queens of the Stone Age, which I'm not sure what you describe Queens of the Stone Age as. Is it like a collective? Um, is it kind of like a super musicians group? a coven it's like music, a bunch of musicians and Josh Home. so it was Home, Home, Home. I've heard Hami but I don't know yeah so it's is, basically a bunch of musicians or, doing peyote in like the Arizona and then doing like, like stoner rock heavy stoner rock yeah. but anyway yeah but anyway uh, Mark Lanigan he was 57 years old he passed away this actually uh, happened while we were recording last week um, or at least I got the news while we were recording. Uh, he is he was in the, known for uh, the band Scre- Screaming Trees, and Screaming Trees was kind of one tier, maybe two tiers down on the grunge ladder. There was, of course, your uh, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Soundgarden up top, and then I think Alice Chains may be the next tier. Depends um, on who you maybe. ask. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and then. That was mostly because Alice in Chains just wasn't quite as family friendly. Okay, but, fair enough. 
okay. a whole other conversation. Yeah, 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 that's fair. And then, of course, like Screaming Trees and some of those those other bands, uh, Tad. It's exactly. I don't know. There's a bunch, say. but yeah. And uh, he was, you know, there's not a lot of these guys left, but he passed away. He, uh, they sprung into popularity around the time the singles movie came out. They had a song on the soundtrack called uh, "Nearly Lost You," and then they had another hit song, "All I Know." But he continued working on stuff, and he had a very diverse—I'll say diverse—but you know, there's a grunge sound, but there's also kind of a alt country, maybe just gravelly like type sound. Uh, he did get COVID about know, a few months ago, and was in and out of comas. It. COVID did a number on him. And of course, it's also the type of thing where COVID will do a number on someone that's been a longtime alcoholic and had had a heroin problem in the past. COVID will and, do a number on someone who's healthy, much less a, a lifetime drug addict. Right. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't, he, he did have multiple times where he stopped. He was one of those people that started drinking around the age of 12, which didn't help. And he was a smoker. But again, um, there's no actual notification that that's what killed him, but it did. It made him deaf. Um, he was put in a he was put in a medically induced coma. Uh, for, let's see. Made him deaf. Yeah, there was it. It did a number. Yeah, he was completely deaf at the, after COVID. What uh, the hell? That's crazy. Yeah. Well, it from what I've heard, it like thickens the blood and it can cut off. It can cut off multiple things depending on where it's going interesting and but either way it was definitely some sort of long covid we're not sure if that's what killed him i'm not weird i mean they are not sure but he had a lot of connections with different musicians for uh for example he recorded uh with kurt cobain recorded with uh, uh chris novoselic both members of nirvana in fact that was the reason why on the Nirvana unplugged thing. Why they did the lead the uh, lead better lead lead, lead belly. belly song. Uh, Where did you sleep last night? Yeah, because Atlanta recorded it earlier. Yeah, they re- they recorded it first on like a EP, and then Interesting. played it. Um, eventually, of all people, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give credit because she gets a lot of shit. Courtney Love basically came to him and said, "You're an addict, and you need help." <laughs> and if and if Courtney Love is telling you that. Man, that's that's yeah, that is part of the joke, which which, you know, that's absolutely correct. If if, uh, you know, if if Rob tells you you're getting a little bit worked up about a Disney live action movie that you're getting a little worked (laughs) up about a little uh, Disney live action movie. But Courtney Love actually came to him and not only put him in rehab, but paid for it and basically paid for his rent for a long time. And then he did relapse a little bit. And then Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses who's also a Seattle uh, native, did kind of the same thing. Now, he did some solo work. After we recorded last week, I definitely decided to start listening to that because I was a fan of his stuff and I hadn't heard some of his solo work. And he has an album, which I got to find the name of it. I, wrote, I did write it down. Um, is this one of his first, like, he did some solo work, but then he did a solo work that was actually, like, a lot more personal. And it was called Whiskey and the Holy Whiskey for the Holy Ghost, and like that album is like the the way I was thinking of it. It was like the like the oral A U R ale 
right. equivalent of dumping whiskey into like one of those metal ashtrays, like the disposable ashtrays full of ashes. It was like so smoky and gritty and gruff and it was great. Yeah, I got to like, check that out. I don't know, out. it was just it's a it's a great album. And if you listen to it completely in the dark, be aware that it starts off with weird like distorted uh, carnival music the Calliope music is that what it is yeah it's like slowly dying and then you hear like whistling off in the distance and I 100% thought that there was a ghost in my house <laughs> yeah that's creepy like I was laying there with my like after we recorded eyes closed and I and my on my headphones and they have like the sound the surround sound kind of thing and I heard something out in the hallway I'm like what is that and then it stopped and the music started I'm like okay well, maybe I'm going to get that killed by some sort of carnival hobo, but at least I'm listening to good music as I do it. So, okay. Anyway, that's yeah, that's it. Mark Lanigan passed away. It was it, it is quite sad. He was he dealt with a lot, um, but he enjoyed his life. He actually had moved to Ireland and basically just enjoyed his life out there. The past I don't know five ten years or so. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, on that note, what do you got? R.I.P. Mark Lanigan. Well, I want to really quickly, I have a couple of news blurbs, but I want to tell you that um, one of our news blurbs is that we have a Discord chat, and I'm going somewhere with this. Um, for $5, you are invited. You get early access to the movie that we're going to be reviewing, top five list access. You get a birthday episode where we say horrible things about you because they're all true that we made up. <clears throat> um... In the higher range, you can access show notes. You can curate an episode. You can join us as... Possibly see Omar's boobs. If There it is. Something that we talked about today in the chat. Um, and, and only in the chat. I'm not that kind of girl. Um, so it's patreon.com. Freaking... Man, that was the most terrifying download I've ever seen. <laughs> it was going slow, and I'm like, oh no. What is about <laughs> no, to appear? no. No. Oh, I don't want to look. Well, the download, because we talked about boobs, and then I made a comment, and then downloaded something totally different, which brings me to our news for the day. So, I'm excited about this, but mm, a little bit on the nervous side. Um, I don't have a lot. I just have a little blurb here, but um, Indiana Jones 5 has officially wrapped uh, filming, according to uh, producer Frank Marshall on Twitter. So that's... anything like Indiana Jones 4, it's gonna be a shit show. Yeah, it's been something like 15, a little over 15 years since the best of the Indiana Jones, which of course is Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Please do I will cut you. <laughs> that was a joke. It was a terrible joke, but it was a joke. But so I'm excited because I love Indiana Jones, but of course everyone's nervous because of number four. So let's see. I heard that they were not actually allowed any refrigerators on set whatsoever. (laughs) I was going to say, you know your movie is bad when you have a scene replace the phrase jumping the shark. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Hiding in the refrigerator? Nuking the fridge. Nuking the fridge. Mm. Interesting. I have I have actually heard that phrase used in place of jumping the shark. Um, and at first I was like, 
wait, what what was that for? Oh my god, that was Indiana Jones 4. Yep. I've read enough books about Indiana Jones 4. Well, I've read enough books about the people involved in Indiana Jones 4 where they, you could actually take those chapters out, put them together, and make a book about what happened with Indiana Jones 4, and it would still be long. Hmm. There's a lot of like people insisting that there be aliens in it. Really? And people being like, no. Yeah. Aliens? And that, well, Lucas wanted aliens in it, like there to be some hint of aliens. And wow. I think Spielberg was like, no. Wow. And then there was just arguments, which is kind of weird because Lucas does aliens, but Spielberg actually does aliens on Earth way more often. Well, it just doesn't work in that. It would be, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I want, I want blowguns in like traps in caves and stuff like that. Right, right. Giant boulders rolling yeah. and. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, bridges Adventure. made out of bamboo yeah. strung together by vines. Yeah. With, with alligators all the way at the bottom of the yes. ravine yes. or what have you. Golly, ma. <laughs> exactly. Um,. In a conversation with FX Magazine. So there, uh, a producer named Dylan Clark talked about how there's going to be an upcoming Penguin TV series that's spinning off from the new The Batman movie. So that's interesting. interesting. But I'm, I'm curious to see how The Batman... And you said that. Huh? I... What's that? I was okay. going to piggyback off of Indiana Jones. Oh, sorry. Oh. In in other news, apparently uh, Disney has released a statement in response to what's going on in the Ukraine. Um, their statement is, given the unprovoked invasion of Ukraine and the tragic humanitarian crisis, we are pausing the release of theatrical films in Russia including the upcoming Turning Red from Pixar. We will make future business decisions based on the evolving situation. In the meantime, given the scale of the emerging refugee crisis, we are working with our NGO partners to provide urgent aid and other humanitarian assistance to refugees. Interesting. One, nice on the on that. Two, uh, just for people out there, it is always weird when there's something crazy going on in the world, regardless of what it is. Mm -hmm. um, we have recorded a few days after the shooting at Pulse. We have recorded uh, with all sorts of crises and things like that, and we purposefully ignore them. It's not that we are like saying that a refrigerator, you know, stupid refrigerator scene or any other thing we talk about is more important than stuff going on in the world. What we do, as I'm sure Rob is just about to say because I just heard him open his mouth, <laughs> is try to be sound. a – what? You're familiar with that sound. Oh, my God. Yeah is we try to be a release valve for the crazy things going on in the world. Um, and that's, I'm guessing, what he was going to say. It's all conjecture, man. Yes, you know? yes. yes. The, granted, there are some events that we feel we have to acknowledge. Um, we don't. We don't spend a lot of time on them. We don't spend a lot of time discussing and analyzing those situations um, because that's not what we do. But there, there are occasions where some things are, are big enough that, you know, it, it works its way into some of the conversation. And uh, you know, as we speak right now, there is, there's bad things happening. There's a, yeah. 
Um, and there are people that are going through complete and utter tragedies unlike anything they ever wanted to deal with, like stuff they had dealt with before and never wanted to deal with again, or in some cases the first time. But that, of course, is besides the point. And we just hope that everyone comes out unscathed um, and you know, sending our thoughts. And if there's any sort of charity organization any of you listeners out there could find to help that, help the refugees, help anything like that, uh, find it and do it. I've been looking myself. Yeah, there's a lot of, anyway, lot of sorry. people doing doing interesting and uh, amazing things to try to help out. So let's hope we see more of that than the negative stuff. Because it's a whole, that's a whole situation. And yeah, and I agree. We don't, we're not ignoring that it's, that it exists. We're just trying to focus on entertaining and having fun. I mean, we have a co-host that grew up a few miles away. (laughs) Maybe fifty, hundred, whatever. Yeah, I was talking to my family. Kilometers. I, I have um, a coworker, um, and there's a connection with somebody in in my coworker's life that lives in Ukraine, and my family in Romania will will pop if 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 it comes to it, and if if the opportunity arises, you know, we're gonna we're gonna figure out how to help them and house them and. That kind of thing. Um, if that makes sense, I, I'm 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 being vague on purpose, but um, so yeah, there's a lot going on. I mean, it's crazy. It is right next door. It shares a 400 mile border with Romania, where I'm from, and uh, Ukraine. I mean, and uh, well, anyway, without getting into the weeds with it, it's let's hope it ends very quickly. And um, in my personal opinion, hopefully with some victory for Ukraine or at least getting people to leave them alone. But that's just me. I'm just one guy with an opinion. Yeah. Um, one other thing to go back to the news and, and lighten it up a little bit. This is for, I know something that we've talked about and we're all fa- fans of, and I think many of you might be um, filming has wrapped on the fourth season of what we do in the shadows. And Jermaine Clement says it's on its way, quote unquote, very soon. (laughs) So, so there you go. (laughs) Very soon. Good luck. (laughs) But that's exciting too, because that's such a great show. Um, and that's all. I'm gonna move on from the news. There's so much, so many other little blurbs, but I don't want to take up too much time. So we we can get to the. To the big big ticket items for the day. Um, Florida, do we want to do a Florida story? Probably not, but let's do it anyway. Fair enough. We'll do the short version. How about that? Um, I'll 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 put it this way: uh, if there's a cop around, don't break a beer bottle over your head, because the cop is gonna think that the popping sound is a gunshot. And then shoot you. <laughs> so, according to Pole County Sheriff Grady Judd, deputies were attempting to arrest Matthew Correa, 27, who was a suspect in a series of crimes, including an armed robbery and the theft of a vehicle. Now, he was in his pickup when he stood up through the vehicle sunroof, holding a rifle in one hand 
the newspaper oh, report. I didn't even realize that part. Oh, yeah. Well, in his other hand was a bottle of Bush Light because you got to watch the calories. You know what I'm saying? Which he broke over his head. <laughs> okay, going down like a going down like a cowboy, smashing a bottle of Bush Light over your head. Come on. The sergeant who was behind Korea was unable to see the bottle, heard the popping noise, and believed Korea had shot at his deputies. The sergeant fired once at Korea, striking him in the neck. Ooh, ooh, that's rough. He was taken to the area hospital with injuries that were not believed to be life-threatening. Um, a, a, a sheriff's deputy said, Matthew is a bad guy, a real bad guy. <laughs> he had three pre- previous felonies, and one of them was a home invasion burglary. So not the greatest decision-maker in the world, uh, which you might have guessed and from when he smashed a bottle over his Both own Both crimes and beer selections. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and, and, and let's be honest. If you jump up brandishing a weapon at a police officer, I mean, you, you, you kind of get what, you know, you get what you get at that point. Well, yeah, uh, and is the beer uh, smashing yeah, Fast thing? motions. Sorry. No, just you don't do fast motions when there's when you're like being arrested with a weapon in your hand, and there's clearly police officers with a gun train guns trained on you. Yeah. Well, and you my move slow. and my, my thought is is the beer thing is that like a intimidation tactic? Like, what's the point of that? They have guns and they're further away than you can reach them with your broken beer bottle. What are you? What are you trying to? What are you? Are you trying to prove something? Like, they're not going to be like, oh my god, did you see what he did? He's fine, guys. Let him go. Wrap it up. Let's go home. Like, what do you think he's? What do you think they're he gonna do? He smashed a bottle of Bud Light Lime on his head, and the cops shot him just because they knew because they knew that he. They were Miller it. fans. Bud Light yeah. Lime. <laughs> Screw you and your Bud Light. Well, in Florida, that that works. We drink Michelob. Yeah, didn't he? Like, I saw the story, and it looked like he like stole a truck from one location, went to another location, and then stole a truck from another location leaving the first one, and it just made me very concerned that this freaking genius was able to steal trucks that quickly because, you know, one of us drives a truck, and is it that easy to steal a truck? You just, like, or is this, like, in movie world where everyone keeps their keys in the uh, sun visor? Listen, I've never kept my keys in the sun visor, and back in the 90s and early 2000s, I've had four different cars stolen. Four. (laughs) One of them twice. So, and I'm not leaving my keys in the ashtray or the visor or whatever. I just need better cars. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It doesn't matter. So, that was our What the Florida moment of the week. That's crazy. Yeah, good times. So, uh, Rob, would you like to talk about a video game? Sure. I can go first. So, just recently... Um, this Friday, actually, the 25th, there was a very much anticipated release called Elden Ring. And it's from, from software. And it's, it, it's the people who make the, uh, Dark Souls games. Um, the Dark Souls games and Bloodborne, if you've ever played those. So it's, it's very much in the same vein. Except this one, because I played Bloodborne. I didn't play the Dark Souls games, so I I can't speak to those. But this one is far more open, open world, where you can explore a whole lot and, you know, just kind of 
go anywhere you want to. I mean, there are things that you're limited, you know, on what you can do based upon, you know, your level. But there, there is a lot to do in this game. I mean, I'm 30 hours in, and I haven't even scratched the surface of exploring everything. 30 hours? Are you kidding? 30 hours. Now, granted, granted, I'm a bit of an overleveler. Because especially with games like Dark Souls, where they're notoriously hard, um, the only way that I can actually get anywhere is to overlevel and be overpowered because I I just suck at dodging and whatnot. Um, so I have spent quite a bit of time grinding levels, but the coordinate the video game coordination of an orangutan with Parkinson's. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. That's exactly. Which I know it. because I, I do too. And and the timing, it, it's weird because the timing on the Dark Souls games seems intentionally misleading because it's not like the Batman games. The Batman games seem to be more, more, um, what's the word? Reactive, I guess. I, a lot you of times. Blue, you get the blue glowy thing or whatever color it is, and then you hit circle. Right. Well, a lot of times when I'm playing like the Dark Souls games or the Elden Ring games, there's a specific dodge window that you have to hit. And it's not when the when the character winds up. It's not when they initiate their swing. You have to dodge roll, like, into the swing, like, a millisecond before it hits you. So I'm always screwing up the dodge roll. I'm always getting hit. It's just stupid. But, I, I mean, it's multiplayer. I will say that the... The PlayStation Store is wrong. The PlayStation Store says up to four players. It is not up to four players. You can only play with two other friends right now. I don't know if that's something that they're expanding in the future, but that is a significant error on the website's fault on PlayStation's end, simply because we had two, or I have three other friends that we were going to play with, and now one of us has to sit out or, you know, do stuff on their own. So that that's a that's a significant thing. But the the game is very expansive. I mean there's there's a lot of starting classes to choose from. I spent a good 30 45 minutes picking who I wanted to be. And the other thing is is Dark Souls are notoriously punishing in that if you pick wrong, you pay for it. You know what I mean? So I I spent a lot of time trying to pick the character that I wanted to be and I got like 10 or 15 hours in and started over. No, no, that's not true. I got four hours in and started over. Uh, picked a mage class. I like the mage class a lot better than the character that I was doing. And the game is ridiculously hard for mage classes. Because the a lot of the enemies, bosses included, are very aggressive. So they jump on you and you can't cast anything. It, it's very, and you can't tank anything. So you can't take a whole lot of damage. So it, it it's so frustrating trying to fight these bosses. And I just recently discovered the, uh, the summoning monsters. So if you're by yourself as a caster, they actually have a way for you to be able to put up like a meat shield, so to speak, to, to help you out. Because if you don't have a meat, there's no way that a caster is going to be able to do it. 
not without being ridiculously overloved. What was your first character that you ch- switched? I chose a a almost like a healer class, but they had some um, they had some offensive capabilities, and I just couldn't get I just couldn't get behind it. I couldn't do any damage, and the healing I was doing was kind of minimal. It was kind of terrible. Mm. So I switched to the astrologer, which I'm absolutely loving. I, I'm having such a great time with it, and I love playing with the mage class. It's just that it's hard to solo the game as a mage class. Okay. But I'm I'm enjoying the crap out of it. And it's a lot of fun, and that's one of the reasons why we're recording so late. <laughs> I was trying to push through a dungeon, and... um. And it just it just wasn't uh, it just wasn't working for me because it, 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 the dungeon was taking so long, and I was trying not to save because if you save, then all the monsters repopulate, and it's like shit. So finally, I just gave up and had to save and come up here so that we could record. Are you like excited to go back down and keep playing? I am. All right, so that means it's a good game. <laughs> That's how you know. Yeah, I. Like I said, I when I'm not playing, it's one of the it's 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 been a long time since I've had a game that made me want to you, you know when I'm not playing, I'm thinking about playing. I'm like, I wanna I wanna I wanna play some more. I wanna do this. I wanna do that. I wanna. And I've been looking up stuff and trying to figure out you know how to you know where to get certain things and what I need to do and the, it, the but the game is just massive. There is so much to explore. There's so many different areas. Thank God they give you a horse because without the horse, it would take like literally probably an hour to two hours just to traverse the map without the waypoints. They do have waypoints and fast travel, which helps a lot, but you have to get to the waypoint and unlock it. So this is like a huge game. Like how, what do you anticipate it, for time to like finish it? Um, <clears throat> If I were a really good player, I could probably I could probably get through the game far faster. But um, one of the friends I play with is actually very good. And he is... I want to say he's like 30 hours in. And he's maybe made it halfway through the story. Wow. That's crazy. So yeah. it... it. I mean, I, I'm having a lot of fun with it, though. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a RPG-style game. So if it, if you're familiar with the Dark Souls, it's it's very much like the Dark Souls. There's a lot to explore. There's a lot to find. There's there's RPG aspects. It's 360 degrees, and there is no like limited area where you can go to, um, like in Bloodborne. Bloodborne, you were locked into certain areas and you couldn't progress until you did things. Um, with this one, it's fully open. If you find yourself in an area you're not supposed to be in, you find out real quick. It's like, oh shit. All right. And I'm dead. <laughs> but yeah. Very enjoyable. I, I will not be playing that game. <laughs> it, honestly, it, there's I don't know how it was in the Dark Souls games, but it it's more multiplayer friendly than Bloodborne was. You can actually summon friends to go with you. Now they can't advance their game or pick up or pick up uh, like treasure chests and stuff when they're playing in your game. Your game is the only game that gets advanced, so it's not a true multiplayer co-op kind of thing. 
but you can you can invite people in to help you progress past certain things or you can just invite your friends and you can just kind of wander around sounds like fun omar sounds like way advanced i believe you heard you say i believe i heard you say the term baby tossing and I'm curious about this because I've looked at this title several times and thinking, maybe I should watch that. Maybe I should watch that. And I'm always like, man. Well, let me start with don't watch it. <laughs> I'm going to start there. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean. Is it that bad? All right. So I watched the Kate Beckinsale movie Jolt. Like the cola. Um, it's uh, a Netflix. It's on Netflix right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, and cool. and kind of like the cola, it, it you probably shouldn't be able to find it anymore. But um, it came out July twenty third, twenty twenty one. Uh, directed by Tanya Wexler. Um, stars uh, Kate Beckinsale as the main character, Jai Courtney, Stanley Tucci, who's awesome and everything. Bobby Cannavale, who's also awesome and everything. Laverne Cox from um, Orange is the New Black. Constantine Gregory, Ori Pfeffer, David Bradley, and a small but important role uh, from Susan Sarandon. The synopsis is, a bouncer with a slightly murderous anger management problem, that's understatement, that she controls with the help of an electrode-lined vest she uses to shock herself back to normalcy whenever she gets homicidal. Um, the movie has an interesting twist. Well, it's a two-part twist, one of which was very obvious. Well, it was to me anyway. Um, it just came out. It was just flat. The movie, I mean, first of all, Kate Beckinsale is, she's, she's cool. I like her. Call me. Um, She's she's great. I mean, you can't say no to Kate Beckinsale, Stanley Tucci. There's some good actors, but it just was. It was almost like it was trying too hard. Um, the plot twist was fine, but it wasn't anything like that big of a deal. Even the action sequences were. It just wasn't. It just didn't go anywhere. I mean, even all the reviews that I saw, which by accident, I I, I never look up reviews. They were just. They were all one star. Like, everything was just not great. It was like that movie... That weird, that's not that a good sign vest. with universally. Yeah. That vest thing reminds me of... What was that? The movie with the with uh, Jason Statham getting, like, the adrenaline. Thing. That's exactly what I was just going to say. It, it seems like... like, crank? It, like Sorry? Crank, yeah. But Crank was actually kind of good and fun. I, I was going to say, I actually liked that movie, though. Yeah. It was just a fun, ridiculous movie. Um. But Crank was fun. It was. It was, and it seemed like they took that. This seems idea. like it's yeah, yeah. So in this, at the beginning of the movie, there's a little bit of like a background. She's a little kid, and she's born with. They get into the explanation. It's not even really worth getting into that much. But she's born with like certain hormones are like kind of out of control in her body, and she she gets like this rage, and it makes her more powerful and faster than an ordinary human. And then add to it like a shitty like childhood because so of her it's parents. Like twenty eight days later, well, she's got she's infected with rage. She, well, and I didn't even think about that, but yeah, to, to in a way, I mean, to, there's nothing zombie like about it. She's just a badass. 
and she's seeing this um the, uh this like psychologist i guess therapist played by Stanley Tucci who helps her and he invents this vest and it's really not even a vest that's the wrong word it's more like electrodes almost that are like on her body like on her back and then like there there's a lot like it's it's complicated there's a there's like a dozen or whatever and she has this little handheld thing that she hangs from like a little bracelet on her wrist and whenever she starts to feel herself uh about to lose it she clicks it and it she gets a jolt of electricity and then she it shocks her back to you know normalcy um it was just I don't know. I don't know if they could have taken it in a different direction or the movie just didn't need to be made. I'm I'm not sure. Um, they definitely set it up for a sequel. That's when Susan Sarandon comes in. Um, I'll even spoil it because I don't think anybody's going to watch it. But Stanley Tucci, her therapist, is kind of... There's a plot where she meets this guy and... They sort of date once or twice, and then he ends up getting killed. And then Bobby Cannavale and Laverne Cox are the detectives who are looking into it, who are almost like unnecessary characters. And then she goes out to find who killed him, and it turns out that he and the therapist were working together to like take over some mob front thing. So he's never actually dead. And it's just, like, so underwhelming. Like, the whole thing is just, like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really, didn't really do anything. So, I, I definitely don't, I don't I don't recommend it. I mean, it's, like, a fun beer movie, I guess, if you're not really paying attention, because. No, no, just say, just say it sucks. It, it sucks. You're it's, but, mm. but it's Kate Beckinsale, so you're kind of like, oh, I kind of want to see that. <laughs> so, so, it's, it's, it's not great. That's just me. Excellent. Well, now I have to kind of walk this little tightrope here mm-hmm. while talking about Archive 81 mm-hmm. because it's one of those shows slash streaming things that is better if you get surprised. So I will do my best not to spoil it for anyone out there because I don't know how many people actually watched it because it, it came out, um, I think – well, the past couple of months, there's been a lot of awesome streaming shows that came out, and this kind of came out right in the middle of it. So, uh, Archive 81, it did come out January 14th, 2022. My, I missed it because, I don't know, anytime there's like a number in a in a movie, I just kind of, like, they're all doing the same thing. I don't know. just seems that way. Uh, this was on Netflix, and it stars, I'll just do a couple of them, Mamadou uh, Athi, Dina Shiab. Uh, Evan Jonkite, Julia Chan, uh, Matt McGrory. Do you guys know who Matt McGrory is? No. He was uh, in Orange is the New Black. He was the, the young, like, newly hired prison guard that knocked up one of the, the uh, prisoners. If you remember, if you guys watched that. I don't know. I did. But um, I don't remember. Oh, yes. So yes, a- I remember that. That was, like, in the first season. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Um. Basically, what this what this is, it's actually based on a podcast, which I might have to listen to because I think it's a little bit different. But uh, it's an archivist hired to restore a collection of tapes, and he finds himself reconstructing the work of a filmmaker and her investigation into a dangerous cult. Now, this when I first read the thing, 
and saw the pictures, it looked like it was going to be a found footage thing. So I was a little like, ah, do I really want to watch found footage thing? And then a couple people said it was good. I believe someone in our chat said it was good. So I decided to do that. And the, the found footage aspect of it is not overwhelming. It's like they'll show one or two seconds of found footage. The camera's not going crazy, but then they actually kind of transport you there where you actually see the it, like regular movie footage with the with the person holding the the Sony handy cam thing. So basically what the story is is a guy in the modern times uh he's he archives old VHS tapes and stuff like you know family heirlooms things like that. And when he's doing it he um he kind of does it as a hobby too but someone contacts him it's like a mysterious benefactor and was like hey can you do this and he realizes it's a tape from this building that burned down in the 90s and when he does a good job with it they basically hire him to archive the rest of this footage from within the building right around the time that the building burned down burnt down and it was a woman that was doing a uh, documentary about the building and you get to see all this like weird shit happening in the building like cult stuff and people shaking and bowing to a weird idol and stuff like that. Uh, if he decides that he's going to do this thing, he has to go to uh, like a place up in the Catskills where he doesn't have like cell phone reception and stuff like that to do this stuff. And it gets very culty and, and very interesting. So it's actually pretty cool. Like sometimes like cult and secret society stuff bores me because what else can they show? But this one had... You know, the first few episodes had some pretty decent moments that were almost holy shit moments. Not mm -hmm. quite, but close-ish. But I think it was episode four that had like a, a pretty good one where you, re you realize that there's something uh, other dimensional. Uh, I would say something very unique had Stranger Things never been a thing. We'll say that. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, so there's there's little elements like that that I think were, were very good. Uh, the, the acting is pretty good on that. Um, it gets, it obviously gets, the story gets much, much bigger. It does have some big shocking moments in it towards the end. Like shocking, like, wow, that's awesome, or shocking, like, jump scare? Uh, or like shocking, like wow! I never, I didn't see that coming in the storyline. You know what I mean? Creepy chills moments. Okay, got it. Creep, we'll say creepy okay. chills moments. Um, one of the things how the, I'm trying to figure out the reason I'm pausing. I'm trying to figure out a way to like complain about something. Just do it just without do giving it. it away. Yeah, there's no possible way to do that. Yeah, okay, well, let's just it. say this. Let's if you. It's always weird if you shoot a movie that's showing stuff in the past. And it just so happens that all of the major events can be time-stamped by other events. So if it was like sh oh. shooting a movie in 2001 right. and the exact day that the, the movie is happening, it's also 9-11. And like – unless that was exactly the point of the movie. But this, this very much time-stamps the movie with a very key event that happened in 94. And it's a – and it's like very obvious – 
if that makes sense. Like something happens and he, and someone looks at a TV and you see it a moment happening on TV and it's like, it's not really part of the story, but it's how they're revealing it. It's how they're revealing a certain element of the show. So, and I'm being vague on purpose, right. but I think I know what you're talking about. Believe it or not. But so that, that, that element, that thing that they're showing in the background on the television, it's not just to say like, Hey, this is the time period that we're at. It's actually like sort of part of the plot. It's sort of part of the plot and there's, they're telling what time period it is. It, it, oh, okay. It's doing both. Yes. It's not like saying like, hey, the election, 92 election of Bill Clinton, just to like give you the time period. Yeah, no, it's like a very like, it's not even something that would happen like every four years. It's like a very key historical Got moment. It. With something that like me and, the, well, probably at least me and you have seen a million times. That's, I know, I think I know, I think I know what you're talking about. And that's an. I have no idea what you're talking. That's about. an odd. The typewriter from the beginning of an M- MTV, MTV News. News. Yeah, mm-hmm. with Kurt Loader. But anyway, that's a whole besides the point. Who's uh, like seventy now? Thought it was very good. By the way, sorry. Jeez, um, very good. I, I, so it was old. definitely one of those that I wanted to keep watching, even when I wasn't watching it. Uh, the other aspect of this, that, there's one aspect of this I didn't like: the spooky moments were very ham-handedly done. Mm. There are some there are some spooky special effects type moments. Um, I will say, think more along the lines of uh, stuff like from The Ring or uh, Poltergeist kind of TV situations. But the graphics look worse than something that would be in like an AHA video. And and it's like, how is that pot? Like something that should be spooky looks like someone in a badly made cosplay costume. And I don't know, maybe I'm overly picky on that stuff, but it made the parts that were supposed to be the jump scares not be jump scares. I mean, and they're not like, ah! it's, you know, the type of thing where the camera pans around someone and you see someone in something in a mirror kind of thing or in a television screen behind them kind of thing. But it looked very bad. So it's a good thing this, the writing and the acting was good because the special effects were not. So let me ask you, because I'm, I'm most of the way through episode one. Okay. And I did see one of your TV um, references that you're talking about. And I, I agree with that. It, it, it was, I don't know, okay, I don't know what the right word is. But like so far, the show as of now is on the underwhelming side. Should I stick with it? Like you seem, I you seem, it. you seem like positive on the show. That's why I'm asking. I did. No, I enjoyed it. I, I, I like movies where they're using like footage to figure something out or detective work, that kind of stuff. Okay. And piecing things together. I like that too. I think yeah. that's very good. So I think that was really good. Um, the there are some things that seem like they might be coincidences that actually really aren't. It's like what one of the key things is this guy has he does the videotape thing because he has severe anxiety and depression because he left his house to walk his dog and while he was gone the house burned down. And if you and he's also doing stuff to, with a uh, archive of stuff tapes from a building that burnt down. So there's a lot of like flash things. Um and you occasionally get the they do this a lot in movies where they do the thing with the little metronome. Where they're like, you know, a psychologist talking to somebody and they have the metronome going. 
I don't know if that's a thing. Oh, and then it like hypnotizes them or whatever. Like it just like every time it clicks, you see like a moment from their past right, kind of right. thing. Okay. What's funny is actually at that part they were doing this like key spooky sequence towards the end, and they were doing the metronome thing, and it was click 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 click, and it's like going super fast or. Well, it was going like regular metronome, but as I think, but I also then heard another metronome, and I was like, oh, I guess that's supposed to be something else. But it turned out it was the um, the battery died on the little alarms they put on all of our windows when we got our pool. Because like legally in Florida, you have to have alarms on all your windows if you have a pool and a kid. So the battery died, but when it dies, it doesn't just die. It clicks. So like they do this thing where it's click, 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 and then there's like this really intense clicking, which was happening in my bedroom and I was in the living room. And then like of course the guy wakes up and the clicking immediately stops. But I still hear it. That's weird. What the hell is that? <laughs> and then I look I look up towards the the hallway back to the bedroom and I have a very annoyed looking half asleep wife. What is that noise? <laughs> like Oh, that's funny. Oh crap. I guess another one of those batteries died. Because it's been happening, so like I knew it after a second. It didn't take me long to figure it out. But it was just like it was, But could you imagine it's it was like, like the last night and you're watching that on your own and Oh it was two home. it was two thirty in the morning. Oh my god. And it wasn't it didn't freak you out that that they're still clicking? <laughs> I would have like shit my pants. I guess I don't know. Omar, <laughs> been like, what you can't be friends with Rob as long as I have, without <laughs> being completely immune to anything freaky and weird. At two thirty in the morning. At two thirty in the morning. <laughs> at two thirty in the morning. When you hear Especially, a tap 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 totally on the fair. window and you lift it up and I'm out there and like, hey, shirtless <laughs> with two plungers on his chest and a yep. Jason mask on. Not cool. Not cool, Rob. Right. No, I think it's it's just it's just spooky You're enough. Just mad I, think... I wasn't outside your window. That's true. Well, I'm on the third floor, but if you can pull that off, that's awesome. <laughs> like one of the Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, it's I think it's worth it. Uh, if you if you want to uh, watch it and tell me I'm wrong, let me know. I have no idea if it got a season two. I'll check it out. Well, it's, it sounds like I like what you said that it like um, the storyline really broadens a lot. Like right now, it's just the beginnings of it. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll keep I'll keep up with it. It gets much bigger. Going. That's what that's yeah, what she. I said. like that. I like. I think that's <laughs> that's what he said. Well, that brings us to our top five, and our top five this time is uh, something that's a little near and dear to my heart, and it, it actually could be a little bit challenging. But what we are going to talk about because. Of Archive 81 being really good, but having some special effects issues. I want to talk about the movies or TV shows that should have been awesome, but were ruined or almost ruined by bad special effects. Hmm. I think we may have some crossover with this one. And this, there is some challenge here because there are some movies that you're like, oh my God, the special effects were terrible. And then you like, and, and the movie was too. So, like, I had to kind of almost make a chart where I was yeah. like, good movie, good special effects, off. Bad movie, bad special effects. Okay, you're not one. So I really wanted to include A Sound of Thunder, but that movie did not did not suck because of special effects. That would be like good book, bad special effects. Yeah. Good yeah, book, well, bad exactly. Movie. Yeah. 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 So, good story, uh, yeah. Who, uh, who wants to go? Um, I'll jump in. Is that all right? 
Go yeah, for it. Good so, so Rob and I, we will sit down and wait for your top 25. Okay. To give me five podcast. This one is only five. Times five. <laughs> Plus three. Um, <laughs> Square root of eight. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> these are really in no particular order. I'm just reading them how they are on my list. Um, very good movie. And, and it's one of those things that everyone makes fun of. Um, I thought it was a great story. Uh, Polar Express. The, okay. the CGI yeah. and everything is just, it's just weird looking. It's just weird. Dead zombie people. Yeah, but I, but I like the story. Like, I thought it was cool. Um, this second one, I, 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 I had some inner turmoil, if you will, about adding this one. Because I really do like the movie a lot. And there's not, there's only a couple of parts where it's really bad. Um, Matrix Reloaded. I really do like the movie. I think it's, I like all of the Matrix movies that I've seen so far. Of course, the first one's the best. But Reloaded had some issues, especially the scene where he's fighting like, you know, thousands of Agent Smiths. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, right, which is what a lot of people point to that. Um, I, I thought the back from the 90s, what was it, 90s, early 2000s? I really did like the Mummy movies. Mm-hmm. Some very questionable special effects, and I understand it's because of the time period, and that's fine. Um, great movie. My number two is a great, great movie with just a couple of little things that... Just a couple. Um, I Am Legend. I, do, I love that movie. I think okay. it's really great. But, but some of the, the zombies, I'll call them zombies for lack of a better word, Vampires. Sometimes they're a little is it vampire. Well, anyway, um, it, it's just not quite what it should be at times, but I really think it's a fantastic movie. And that's another one where the original story is very, very good and quite different. Um, and my number one, just because it's in, it's just because of the order that it's written in. And I love these movies as well. Um, but Tron Legacy. It's very difficult to watch both of um, what was his name Clue, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the how they made him, they tried to make him look young again, and it was just very, it it didn't, it didn't work the way it was supposed to, especially when they show young Luke Skywalker in Book of Boba Fett, and it looked really, really well done. Well, that Com- was a twelve-year difference. Mm-hmm. Right. No. Exactly. I. That's. That's exact. I completely okay. agree with you. I agree with you. It's. It's a huge leap in the te- in the available uh, in the technology, and I, I get that. I'm so. So I'm not. I'm not putting Tron down. I mean, it was a great for at for at the time. I guess you could say. Yeah. But it was still even at the time it was noticeable and it was. It was a little bit. Uh, all right. It takes me out of the movie a little. So that's my top five. Um. So you have a problem with uh, Uncanny Valley. There's, there's, you had a couple things in there. Do you know? I, I'm, I don't know if who actually knows that term. I've heard it, but can you explain it in a way that would make me understand it better? So, Un- Uncanny Valley is the clo- basically the closer a digital creature, whether it be a video game, a Pixar thing, a movie special effect, looks like a human, the more it creeps people out, and they're like, "Oh, that's wrong." But at the same time, people will see like you know, the hood of a car with the headlights and the grill and be like, oh, that looks like a face with no problem at all. But if you do like a character and they're not quite right, like Polar Express specifically, um, it's like creepy. 
So like the closer you get to being fully realistic, the more people have a problem with it hmm. because it's not perfect. Um, okay. So let me ask you a question with, is there a point where, uh, you know, you're getting closer and closer to looking realistic, but it's coming off as weird. So is there a point where it's so good that you don't notice? Uh, Okay, well, actually, I've, been, thing? I've actually been a digital representation for the past 10 years that you've known me. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Rob's like, yeah, I, I knew you looked weird. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I mean, eventually it, it is. I mean, we're, we're close. Um, I thought Luke looked pretty good. There's, there's been a couple of things. Luke looked, it looked amazing. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple that have been pretty good. Where you found out afterwards, you're like, oh. But, okay. So uh, I will go now. Go, Greg, go. And uh, I do have two honorable mentions. One, the dinosaurs in Sound of Thunder. It is honorable in honor of Omar. Um, oh, and again, you. I understand good movies, but I... Yeah. <laughs> I got my birthday wish. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Just you wait. There's going to be a knock at your door, and that's why we had to finish in six minutes. Uh, Which we've already missed. close uh so we're gonna do the uh this one is another quick honorable mention um in the there was a tv show called v but it was like the modern one not the one from the oh, 80s yeah. mm-hmm. so they did like a, a most a more recent one and there was and it was actually pretty good i liked the show but there was whenever they were in the spaceship it had these long glossy hallways it looked like a an apple store but with like black shiny floors okay and like and the lead character one of the lead good guys was played by morris chestnut do you know that is yeah. So, handsome black dude, super mm-hmm. shiny bald head, walking down a hallway with big, bright, circular lights. Mm. And there were no circular lights on his head. And it was, he was like the liaison that would go to the ship to talk to the bad guy. Uh, and it drove me nuts every single time where I was just staring at his head being like, why didn't they put the lights there? Like, it made it look so fake. So, anyway, that's my honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, some of the scenes from the Hobbit is my number five. Um, I was kind of excited about the Hobbit and there was a whole sequence where Legolas was like, there was like a river Mm -hmm. fight and he was jumping around on like tree branches and there was no physics whatsoever. And like shields and physics. Yeah. It was like a white water rafting kind of situation and there was no physics. He can do that. But that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to make it look like it would be in the, like the way it was described in the book. And it just didn't quite work. Yeah, it just made it look like bad physics. Um, so that's number five. Number four, we talked about it, the Burly Brawl in the Matrix. Number three, Star Wars. Really? <gasps> Special editions. The job of the Hut sequence was awful. It was. So when they added the stuff back in, so not the original Star Wars, that was they incredible. They tried too hard. When they added in the job of the Hut thing, he was like, like when he gets tail stepped on, it was just terrible. Uh, number two, this one was kind of interesting uh, because I kind of forgot about it, and then someone actually tweeted about it thinking it was real somehow. And it was the um, uh, it was the end of The Walking Dead season one when they blew up the CDC, and it was oh. awful. It was so bad. Like, they must have completely burned out their budget because it looked like a plastic model from, like, a train set falling apart. And I'd forgotten about that. And then someone was like, is this real? Did they burn the, did they blow up the CDC to 
keep COVID inside? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm dead serious. Let me be oh, very, very clear. God. It was not an American, and it was some uh, troll. Like there was, he was being like, "Look what America did." Got it. And and uh, yeah. Got it. Okay. And I was like, you no, know, that's the end of The Walking Dead, right? <laughs> but, and that was a great episode, by the way. Yeah, it was, it was that, that crazy dude that was locked in and stuff. But anyway, yep. number one, great movie, great acting, god-awful plane crash, mm. the end of Air Force One, slow motion, oh. ridiculous plane crash that I just watched again. And it, I mean, this movie came out after Jurassic Park. It came out after Star Wars. It came after a lot of stuff, and it's, it's terrible. Like, watch it. It's on YouTube. It's like one of the worst special effects I've ever seen. <laughs> And it's a great movie. It really is a yeah, great right? movie. And everything, yeah. And it, I mean, it's preceded by a great line. Get off my plane. And it, like, which one? The toy one that you just threw in that pond? <laughs> so, that one. Uh, we, right. do have, we, we do have we do have a list from Patron. Ooh. So, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and play that. Is that okay, Rob? Am I yeah, jumping go for in it. your way? Hey, give me five podcasts. Top five movies that are, I guess, great that have bad special effects or almost ruined by special effects. Number five, this is kind of questionable, but the Polar Express, I, I like it for, for for a holiday movie. I know some people don't, but definitely the uh, the effects kind of almost uh, take you out of it. Number four, uh, the Matrix sequels. I'm talking more about Reloaded and Resurrection. I like Resu- uh, Reloaded a lot, so that's why I'm kind of including it here. There were some scenes in the that kind of overused CGI, I think, and that kind of ruined it. A little bit, but not enough for me to not think uh, the second one is still great. Number three, um, I really enjoyed The Mummy Returns. I mean, at least when it came out, I can't say I've seen it that much since then, but obviously the scene with The Rock that's all CGI is god-awful. Number two, I Am Legend, a movie that I think is really good, but you know, if they had great special effects, it would have been a lot better. And the number one is Black Panther for me. Um, I don't like the last, uh, the last fight scene in the movie. I think it's too reliant on special effects. That's probably a Marvel problem in general, but for some reason in Black mm-hmm. Panther, it really seemed to, uh, because everything else looks so great, maybe it just took me out of the movie a little bit. So that's my top five. Thanks. Bye. Well, that was Alec, who I'm never speaking to again. <laughs> number three, um, I really Okay, not sure why that, uh, that was number one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he wanted you to hear it all over again. Yep. Yeah, right. Relive all the moments. I always forget that you have to turn the button off or it loops. i got to figure out how to make that uh, change. I thought he made some very salient points. Mm-hmm. And, hmm. you and you're not going to talk to me anymore either. Yeah. <laughs> but, you're, but you're old now. So. I am elderly now. So you're probably walking around with, like, your balls hanging out of the bottom of your shorts today. Yeah, that's like, not old. Me, <laughs> <laughs> that's... Jesus. Par for the course, my man. Ah, fair. Do they touch the water when you sit down? We're not there yet. I'm only 46. I'm g- give it four more years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go ahead and do my list now. <laughs> um, I'm including this one, but I'm including it at number five because I don't feel that it was entirely their fault. However, I did notice it and think it was, well, I mean, I thought it was completely hokey when I saw it, and that's Lawnmower Man. Now, I don't necessarily blame the movie because the movie was very early in the CGI phase. 
So the CGI is go- is admittedly going to look terrible. And it did look terrible. Um, but being that it was so early in CGI, I don't know that it was 100% their fault, but it, it definitely had an effect on the movie, and I, I didn't really like it. At number four... At number four, I'm going to put The Mummy Returns. Because I liked the movie. That last scene with The Rock, which was very anticipated. Everybody was waiting to see The Rock as the Scorpion King because everybody knew he was in the movie. And then at the end of the movie, you get this this CGI abomination that doesn't even look like anything. And you're like, what the hell am I looking at? So, yeah. uh, Mummy Returns at number four. At number three... At number three, I'm going to put a movie that might be it, it might be controversial to put it here because it wasn't it wasn't a good movie, but hear me out. I'm gonna put Transformers at number three. And while the CGI was decent, the special effects weren't bad, I think what happened with Transformers was that they focused entirely too much on the special effects and paid almost zero attention to the actual movie. I think that movie was just a display of CGI and special effects, and the movie was just kind of an afterthought. They're like, hey, watch this. It'll be neat. We can just do CGI <laughs> giant robots for like two hours, and nobody will say shit. No, your movie was garbage. It was terrible. You should have paid more attention to the script and the acting. It's crazy because the Transformers... When they there's the scenes where they're transforming on like the highway, mm-hmm. and they use the same stock footage of highway, like in two different movies for the transform, mm-hmm. and like you can go like I could go right now onto a stock footage site and buy that footage for like a hundred bucks. Interesting. And then they motion tracked it and whatever. Like, I'm like, really? You couldn't close off a few feet of highway and get a little bit of a shot. Yeah, it seemed just super lazy. Mm-hmm. And they they weren't focused on the movie at all. It was just about the special effects. That was the impression that I got, and the movie was terrible. I liked, like, the first two or three movies, and then they... I, I, I legitimately did, and then they just become unwatchable. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're entitled to be wrong. This is America. And that's fair. I mean, I'm the one who said, you know... Let's watch The Sound of Thunder. Sound of thunder. So. <laughs> um, no one can be that wrong. <laughs> At at number two, at number two, I'm going to put Ang Lee's Hulk. Because the Hulk in that movie was just absolutely terrible. I don't know that that was the reason that the movie was terrible, but it, it the CGI was not good. Not good. But my number one spot, number one movie ruined by special effects and the reason i'm picking this movie is because they had already done it correctly they had groundbreaking special effects that looked absolutely amazing in their previous movie and for some unknown reason they passed on doing the special effects practically 
They stopped doing practical special effects and relied almost entirely on CGI. And that's The Matrix Reloaded. They gave up on doing what worked for them in the first Matrix movie. And then you get that absolutely horrible... You get stuff like that absolutely horrible fight scene between Neo there's, and all the There's, there's more to it than that. I, I actually teach this. Mm-hmm. Um, I use those, these movies as worst examples. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy named Paul DeBevick. Mm-hmm. And he invented the use of HDR images, which is a 360-degree image that casts light onto an object. Okay. He did the first Matrix. His process is very expensive because you need a 360-degree image. You need to do a bunch of stuff with sky domes and all that. Um, It's why they basically turned it into something different now where they use the big LED domes. But anyway, so he did that. He then – they thought it was too expensive for the next one. So he did not do that. Instead, he, he was like, okay, fine. He's a professor at USC, by the way. He went on and he actually did – it's not a good movie, but he did some of the scenes for the, that Superman movie, like the, mm-hmm. the one random one that came out. And particularly the scene where Superman goes up and gets recharged from the sun, which is 100% CG. But they did it the right way, and it actually is hard to tell that it's CG. But the other one is not good. So that's that is like they basically cheaped out on the and Paul DeBevick actually like invented this process. So he you couldn't use it without him at the time. Right. But it, it also seems lect- like and, sorry. Oh, and you can come to my lecture six for my class and learn exactly how to do it. Excellent. But it also seemed like they shied away from doing some of the practical effects that they would have done in like the, the some of the wire work and everything that they did in the first movie. It seemed like they just they were just like, ah, eh, F it, we'll just animate the whole thing. That way yeah. we don't have to, we can just do it in one full shot. And I'm like, nice. mm. Well, uh, take us out of here. Well, um, guys, remember, if, uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on our website, giveme5podcast.com. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me 5 Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram, at giveme5pod. Or you can just email us directly, giveme5podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to know your lists, and we may even read them on the air. And please, guys, use it. <laughs> please, guys, with whatever podcast app you're using, leave us a review. It helps us stand out. It helps other people find us, and it helps us move up the charts in Fiji. Yes. Yay! No, Fiji, we're out of the charts. Back. We are out of the charts in Fiji. <laughs> no! no! Not for long. That's right. I refuse to. No, 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 no. I'm not oh, no. <laughs> we love you, Zimbabwe. <laughs> uh, All right, guys. We have, moved up, we have moved up three spots in Zimbabwe. We are number 43 in Turkey, but Ooh. apparently we were – we just fell 14 spots in Turkey. Oh, my gosh. I can't mm. live like this. This is too stressful. But we are 8,000 in the United – we are number 8,000 in the United States over, over all podcasts, which is crazy. 8,000 even? Uh, no, it's like 8,100 and oh. something, but I don't remember. I was going to be more impressed if we were number 8,000 even. At one point, we actually got up to in the 2,000s in, in the United States overall, Ooh. which is Sorry. freaking insane. <laughs> yeah, and then Omar came on board. <laughs> we slipped. And we, and we plummeted. There are <laughs> 2 million total podcasts, and I know that because we were 2 million. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. And remember, like I always say, 
A man who is constantly looking into the past fails to see the seagull pooping on his head. To a time where we-